you like this link. One the one German manager to another in the Premier League that's just been sacked is Ralph Hasenhutl. From I liked it if he wasn't Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> one second. I'm sure they call him the Alpine Clock, don't they? Oh. I'm sure in Austria. <laughs> There's our intro link. <laughs> <laughs> High School Musical. The what? We'll go warm up that. <laughs> do that and then do the thing. Wait. The what? Is that what you actually do? That genuinely is a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Serious. Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Dom Aircraft and, and I'm joined by Cal Nicol. This is the obviously the Cal and Dom Talks Nonsense uh, podcast. A bit more of a chilled <laughs> opening to usual. Uh, but I hope we're all okay. Um, it's been a week, obviously, since the last time we did it. Um, we did a tier list last week. It went okay. Um, we got a comment randomly, I think, from a guy saying, "This is what this is what English culture is all about." I think I sent it to you on the chat. Did yeah. I send it? Yeah, I can't remember now. <laughs> I was like, "All right, this is what it's all about." But if you haven't already, guys, uh, please go and subscribe to the channel. We do appreciate all the subscriptions we get, as well as comments below and likes that we get on feedback. And if you haven't already, follows on twitter it's below me right here and on spotify it's talk nonsense pod today we're going to talk about liverpool obviously <laughs> seems to be a common theme of this podcast yeah we're going to be talking about hassan hootle and uh southampton in general nathan jones potentially going to go there looks likely uh gary neville nonsense obviously quite quite fitting for this podcast we're going to obviously do our lovely random football of the week Nonsense Hall of Fame, top five this week. Ooh, don't know why brand like that. new, brand spanner. <laughs> it was meant to be last week, but it went an hour and 42 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> And then obviously finish with Charlie and the quiz. Um, we just filmed the quiz. <laughs> before. <laughs> wonder why I've got such a smile on my face. <laughs> it's like a forfeit of me... Uh, Doing the intro, <laughs> losing the quiz, but that's absolutely fine. That's a little bit of a sneak peek for the future. Cal, how are you? <laughs> good, thank you, mate. Very good. Uh, just taking in all the news around football at the minute. I think when you said um, when you said just it's been a week, it, it really has been a week, <laughs> um, results wise and news wise when it comes to the Premier League. I think there's been all sorts going on. We'll get through as much as we can today, but no, I'm looking forward to it, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Like you say, I, I can't believe it's been just a week since we did that. I forgot that we did the tier list. I, I, I threw yeah. it on my own my own channel as well as this channel that we've got here. And I can't, I, I honestly, I cannot believe it's been seven days. That, that's it. And um, annoyingly, by this the time this podcast comes out on Thursday, the England team will be announced. So we can compare our team to that team on the next pod, potentially. See how close we were. I'm, I'm sure we won't be. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> you got a bit of grief over that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, I, you know, I was happy too, you know. I think um, some of my choices, I, I understand. Um, I think I left out Callum Wilson, didn't I? And that's not a popular one. But I think that's the really? beauty of doing things like this in, before tournaments. And that's, um, I think that's what it's all about because it's, it's every person's opinion. And 
seen so much today on Talksport and then in Twitter on Twitter through the the past week about James Madison. He keeps on performing, and every yeah. the funniest thing is every uh, person that I see goes, "Well, I'd take him, but I don't think he will." And it's like I've not seen one person yet go, "No, I wouldn't take him." <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. So I, yeah, one man's opinion. So I'll take all the grief on the chin. I don't mind. I want to know what what Southgate, what James Madison's done to Southgate. Like we're, we're trying to mm. do it a little bit like this with Trent, almost, weren't we? Because it's just it's so odd that he has his. It, well, it's not odd that he has his players because he that's he's the, he's the manager essentially, and he picks the team. But Trent's one of the best right backs in the world. James Madison's flying in a poor Leicester team, and you know they're performing a bit better now. They've jumped up a few places, surprisingly, but he should be a shoe in. But only England yeah. could be this weird just before the World Cup. And I can't believe it's the World Cup in two weeks, to be honest with you. I was, no, so I was going to mention tonight, actually. It's, um, maybe says something about the tournament as a whole. Obviously, a very controversial topic, isn't it? But I think the fact that we're so close to it, and I still don't get at the World Cup fever. I think that's, that's yeah. what people like to refer to. And I'm nowhere near it. I don't feel... I feel like even on the day, because our first game being on a Monday at a weird time, and I just, I don't know, I'm not feeling um, overly bothered at the minute. And I really want to. I really want to get into it when it's here, and I'm sure we will. But no, at the minute, I don't think we've touched on it too much on here, which is, it sums it up, really. The, yeah. the fact that it is brushing over our heads a little bit. I'm sure when it comes, we'll we'll be right into it. But for now, I just feels like it's there somewhere and it might come soon that's what I'm at with it I think it's because like there's usually a couple of warm-up games so then the warm-up games are usually the time where you're like oh okay like, I'm getting excited for this now it's warm you're in a pub garden and now you're like yeah. it's pitch black outside at five o'clock and it's <laughs> gonna be so jarring being in a pub it's gonna feel like a I, it, I can't see it feeling other than a friendly the first game because it mm. doesn't it just doesn't it's like an it's gonna be an asterisk I think Seth Blatter said that he, he regrets the decision now, and it's like, oh, well, you can fuck off then, mate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't believe he's, I can't believe he's not part of the talk nonsense. Um, hall no, of, uh, hall of maybe fame. he should have his own little one, though. This is like the hall of fame, but that's like the infamous, I don't know, that's like, the dark room that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Avengers or something. Like. <laughs> Set Blatter, who's in that? Set Blatter. Christ, oh, you could, I don't you even want really... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. prison FC, any of those, you know, <laughs> oh, any of them. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I did see those quotes today, and uh, interestingly, it was supposed to be America, wasn't it? Um, and you think America in the summer that had been a hell of a World Cup this summer? Um, yeah, no, this sorry, next summer. Um, oh, it, would it have been this summer? It's the next one, isn't it, America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they were supposed to have the one in Qatar, weren't they? It was them all because they're the reason why Seth Blatter got investigated because it was oh, the USA right. or Qatar. And uh, the USA, you know, officials, they started the investigation and got him uh, got him chalked up. But Rightly so, rightly so, because we should yes, have had that, yeah. that one in Russia, essentially. Mm, exactly. <laughs> they're backhanded. But obviously, this weekend, we're going to be look, talking about mainly the Liverpool game, Cal. Um, I'll just jump on to where is it? Oh, it's here. Okay. How do I remove an overlay? Bang. <laughs> right. So obviously, it was Liverpool who won two one, and we spoke about it sort of just before, just before we came, you know 
got live on the on the podcast. So, what do you what do you make of the game? Um, I thought there was a game of two halves really because at the first half I thought we were absolutely superb. I thought all of the um, all the players on the pitch from our side were brilliant and all put in a, a really Liverpool style of performance, the one that we've come to expect over the years. Um, I thought Darwin Nunez, he's, he's settled so well. He's so in that team now. And I feel like we're a shadow of our team without him at times at this point, uh, which is a credit to him. Mo Salah showing exactly what he's still capable of uh, with two goals, two brilliant goals. I know people talk a lot about Eric Dyer's mistake in that, but if you look at, I think it's four touches he has after Eric Dyer's misplaced header. You give me a football and 500 goals at that, I wouldn't be able to do what he does after that, yeah. which, it, you know, it's absolutely brilliant. And, and then we're going at half time. Spurs have knocked on the door a couple of times. And then uh, the second half was just, it reminded me of Liverpool of old when um, we did have a good start to a game. I think it was when we were chasing, uh, when we won the Premier League that season. Um, and we, we'd be winning a game and then we're sticking, trying to hold on to this unbeaten record, Invincibles and all of this. And uh, it reminded me of those, those times when we were beating someone in a game well and then it got started to get really squeaky and then uh, towards the end I think we was I think we was probably lucky in the end but I think overall we probably did deserve the victory uh, I know Tottenham fans weren't too happy about some of the decisions mm. on the day they weren't too happy about some of the bigger calls but I think Liverpool fans would be fair to say they weren't too happy about some of the smaller calls in the game that do affect the game in the long run when you look back on a game Um so yeah, uh, overall, everyone annoyed at the referee and doing too well. Sums up the Premier League. That I, yeah. I've just got up, I've just got up here the uh, the the momentum bar because obviously Tottenham are the green and Liverpool are the blue. I think yeah. that basically summarises what uh, you say. Obviously, that period just after half time that always happens when a team's losing, and I think they always come out guns blazing. But they yeah. sort of continued it throughout the game and. Yeah, he just solidified it in the first half and it feels like the Liverpool of old, like you say. And I'll just have a look at the league table. You're currently in eighth spot. Yeah. Seven points off fourth of the game in hand. It's not... It's and this not has bad. been one of your worst starts to the season. and It doesn't look horrendously bad, does it? No, and I think it, the most encouraging sign for Liverpool fans is that players are starting to come back now and they're coming back looking strong as well. The likes of Ibrahim Akanate, who's been, you know, an absolute rock for Liverpool um, pretty much every time I've seen him. And no less against Spurs, he was absolutely fantastic. And um, getting players like that back, it starts to settle down. And I think, you know, when people, um, they like to mock teams when they have a lot of injuries for a dip in form. I think sometimes when you do see all the players come back and the form returns, it does sort of make sense of the situation. And, you know, I'm not completely using it as an excuse for Liverpool, um, the injuries, but I do think it was a big part of it because it was injuries in big places and, you know, with goals needed when we're losing Luis Diaz and Diogo Jota, who's not really found his fitness at all this season, uh, come back in little spells, but nothing brilliant. Now he's going to miss the World Cup. Um, so I think when you get start getting the majority of the players back, I think it, you know, it just gives you a bit of normality as a team. And I think we're finding that now with Liverpool with the Napoli result and the Tottenham one. So, you know, fingers crossed for the for the team that they're, they're going to carry on like that and then hopefully a strong second half of the season after the World Cup. It's so annoying. It must be so annoying because obviously you beat City and then you lose to Forest and Leeds. Yeah. It, it, the two easiest games in amongst 
Napoli, Tottenham, and City that you lose, it, you'd be you'd be fine. You'd be absolutely fine. You'd be what a point behind Spurs with a game in hand, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and so annoying. That, but it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? But obviously, yeah. the, the big news um, was FSG. Is that I'm not really well informed in it um, in any of it really because um, it's obviously not Rovers. It's Liverpool, and <laughs> but. They're, they're, they're selling the club, aren't they? And is there anybody interested in the club? Because I'm sure there will be. And what's the price for it? Yeah, so from what you know, from what we've heard so far, uh, the club is up for sale, uh, which in itself was a uh, was shocking. I don't think anyone really expected it at this time as well in the season. Um, and then they released. It was a strange one, really. It was announced by David Ornstein. Um, that we were up for sale. We then uh, got a, a statement from FSG that basically dumbed it down uh, to many, what many thought dumbed it down. And then uh, there was an article in the Boston Post, uh, the newspaper owned by John Henry, that said FSG would be open to a full sale of the club. All right. <laughs> Which said, okay, they do want to sell it. So um, apparently it's been a while now, and the, the Pep Linders confirmed today in his press conference that uh, they knew about it. They was expecting it, and um, so that makes me think that it might be a little bit further down the line than you know the general public, as we know. Um, the price is expected to be around four point four billion US dollars, which, when you look at them, get two. when when they saved us really from a, a horrendous Gillette and Hicks four point four billion. Yeah, um, we they bought us from Gillette and Hicks. Uh, Saved us in many ways for three hundred million pounds, well dollars, um, and you think of that profit. That, My <laughs> God, think, you know that's uh, it's a testament to how they run their business, and rightly or wrongly, I think they um, they have a very split. They split opinions in the Liverpool fan base. That's, there's no doubt about that. I don't think the Super League involvement helped at all. I think that was probably the biggest catalyst to their relationship diminishing with the fans, but. That being said, they saved us, they they helped us, they took away the debts, um, they brought in one of the greatest managers we've ever had and his coaching staff and all the players that he wanted um, at certain times. A lot of the times maybe he could have, he probably wanted a lot more and couldn't do it. We have a strict transfer policy and uh, it's been pretty much net spend has been, we don't really spend much, it's always what we get in from players is then spent on players, which when you when you've got Michael Edwards selling Coutinho for 145 million, it gives you quite a bit of playtime money, doesn't it? But um, in other situations, when players aren't leaving or leaving for small amounts, then you don't have too much money to to be rustling around with. So it's a frustrating model, of course, it is for fans of a club with so much ambition. But I think if you look from an overview, from a neutral point of view, it's it's one of the best-run clubs in England under their tenure, I think. Um, you know, never had to worry about some of the things that other clubs do, sadly. Um, we've never had that issue. They've run us really well. Um, and I think if it ends as it ends now with us being taken over by somebody else, whoever, not entirely sure who I would imagine would take over us, but, you know, I think it speaks for itself considering the valuation. Um, I think we can look back at their tenure and say, thank you, you got us to the level, to the highest level you possibly could with your model. 
And now, rightly or wrongly, with the times, um, we're going to head off into a hopefully bigger, better direction. But even talking about that, it gives me some a, a weird form of butterflies and goosebumps. Days. It, you want to be, don't get me wrong, 50% of me is absolutely ecstatic and thinks, wow, this is going to be amazing. We're going to sign everybody. It's going to be amazing. Going to win everything. The other side of me, obviously, morally, you start asking questions and it's really conflicted. I think it is amongst the fan base. I spent last night just having a look, not really speaking, but just having a look at other people's views and having a read. Um, I retweeted a, a thread from Paul Senior, uh, who did a really brilliant piece uh, on Twitter about the whole situation. And it's tough. I, you could ask Newcastle fans. I'm, I'm not sure anyone in football can really have a moral high ground. And with the fact that we're valued at that much, there isn't a man alive who can afford us that's going to be squeaky clean and a very nice guy. It's just or not going to happen, is it? Yeah, exactly. So conflicting, but um, I think, in my opinion, I think in our lifetime, pretty much everybody in that league is going to be run by some form of, yeah, you know, villain or whatever you'd like to call them. But so I think it is just being with the times. I think that's what the move is and what it strikes to me, whether we like it or we don't, whether we're happy about it or not. It's just a standard procedure of what's going to happen. It's just happening to us when it never has before. And so it's a strange one. It'll be a strange one for all the old fans that have been going for a long time and uh, even for the new ones as well. But um, yeah, yeah, an interesting one. The Moneyball strategy only goes a certain way and Klopp's so efficient in how he runs his team and they've put him to the point where... I mean, look at the amount of injuries you've got. It's probably a testament to how much Klopp has got out of them. Obviously, mm. they're coming back now, but Klopp with a, an unlimited amount of money is a scary situation for other clubs. And uh, yeah, there's no moral high ground in football anymore. Like you say, what's the point in having one? Like, because Newcastle are flying now. They've got Saudi blood money. Man City are the same with other. Uh, Dubai was it the, the UAE, shape yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, even United and, and Arsenal you could maybe say potentially could be okay but you know they've got the money in they've all got money in, in a certain fashion that is probably illegal <laughs> essentially um, but screw it if you, if you can't beat them join them <laughs> yeah exactly and I think uh, going, I forgot that there was a point of yours then uh, about who could potentially be buying it. I was just having a little look. Uh, there is a form of a list coming together, and a few names have openly, you know, publicly dropped out now. Which it's always nice to see that because it ends a bit of speculation, thinking, "Oh, what if it's them? What if it's them?" Mm. Uh, there was a Bahrain consortium that came out straight away and said they won't be involved with it. Oh, um, right, okay. So Jim Ratcliffe, who seemed to be linked with every club in the yeah, he in was the Premier League, Chelsea, he? He like Chelsea, Chelsea, Manchester United, and uh, and now us, but he's he's out of the race. Um, and Redbird, I think this came to Redbird. gave a lot of Liverpool fans um, a big smile because they're currently part of our part of our ownership. I think they own about ten percent, eleven percent. Uh, no. And they they announced they won't be taking over, which pretty much would no. have been the exact same as what we're doing. Oh now. right, so okay. It doesn't yeah. really make much sense anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but they've uh, they've made sure they've come out and said they're not going to do it. So it only really leaves. Uh, there's a couple of American consortiums. I don't know the names of the people involved. I did see their names. 
there's the Albani family, which I think I mentioned in our group chat, which is just mental. <laughs> <laughs> the guy alone's worth $93 billion. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and his, his family altogether is $830 billion. So <laughs> right. Think, you think, I don't even know what, what did, I don't know what he would even do. <laughs> He'd get bored. Um, yeah, I know, yeah. I think ultimately it all depends on how the club is run anyway. Look at Chelsea this season. They're, they're an absolute mm, mess, whereas compare yeah. that to Newcastle. They've they've both got unlimited money, essentially, so is so mm. City. It's just the, the lower down, the CEOs, the chairmen, the the directors of football, like you say, and the managers ultimately, because you, you can't, you can't buy, you can't make up a new player unless you just, I mean, you got Mbappe and Haaland at the top, but you can't buy a better player than that. So ultimately it is how you run. And I think if Liverpool stick to how they're being ran now, but with money behind them, like I say, it's, it's worrying for every, every other team. Yeah, And I think that's, that's what's been, uh, I've, I had a conversation with my dad before um, before coming home tonight. I had a big chat with him about it. And uh, I was saying, I can't remember a team of our esteem, of our level in you know in, in football heritage um, that, that has ever been taken over by some of these rumoured guys. And you think, with the fans, with the immaculate stadium that's being done up, with the brand new training ground, uh, with one of the best managers in the world, best coaching staff, it really makes you think, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, and I don't know what the ceiling is. Well, there isn't a yeah, ceiling. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Could be achieved. Uh, my dad's worry is um, Klopp, whether he fancies it. Um, we had a bit of a debate about it, whether he wants to be this kind of manager that, you know, has pretty much everything he wants when he wants it. And um, we discussed it for a bit. It doesn't really seem like him, to be honest, but... Uh, we came to the conclusion in the end he'll probably just end up thinking, why not? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's been his choice, has it? I think he's yeah. been in projects through like, it was either going to be Liverpool or Arsenal, weren't it, that he was going to come to in the Premier League. Mm. And because he's, he's, his stock did go down a little bit at Dortmund towards the end. And they're both projects and yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> like, yeah, why not? Exactly. <laughs> I think he'd be a really interesting manager to, to be given a, that amount of money as well. Like, because yeah. it, it pretty much will be unlimited, which is mental. I can't even fathom it in my head. But I don't think he'd go out. Uh, I don't nah, think January. I think January is probably a bit too early. I imagine. Don't know. Uh, but this still... summer, you'd imagine two oh, midfielders. Um, that's a pretty much a necessity. Who's and that then... Bellingham? Who are you hoping for? Bellingham. <laughs> well, Bellingham. <laughs> uh, weirdly, last night some really uh, high-end uh, source from Germany tweeted as well, just giving us another sandwich of news, that uh, Jude Bellingham to Liverpool's the likeliest destination, which, you know, from seems someone right. like that, a respected it, journalist like that. It seems right. Like, Nunes seemed so right for Liverpool. Yeah. It was, like, he just looks like a Liverpool player. Yeah. Bellingham looks like, you could see him with the number, was it 22 that he was on his back? Well, apparently, see, this is what... This is what's strange about all of it because that news broke last night. It started so many theories. I wanted to ask your take on this as well because I don't know if it's just us all going mad in the panic of it all. Okay. But um, there was something about the number eight shirt with Naby Keita leaving. But do you not think that the news breaking that it's probably going to be us where he lands about eight hours after the news about our new owners? Do you not think it all just seems to... It's done. And they all knew oh, it was going to really? happen. Think, I, I just think, think how can... The background? Yeah, well, yeah, because if you say to Jude Bellingham in these no negotiations, listen, uh, FSG are leaving, 
probably be a leaving present or the new owner will be buying you in. Obviously, we're going to be bigging up the squad in whatever ways Jürgen wants to. Uh, you'll be on a really good wage. Uh, and so will the rest of the players. I imagine there'll be a wage haul that usually happens when an owner comes in like so, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just all seemed to me, it was like, I think this has been talked about for a while, probably everything but signing on the dotted line. And now it's filtering day by day into the press. Because yeah. we've had developments today. It came out yesterday. You think, how? I know. You know things like Whip this take ages. Yeah. Liverpool work like that, don't they? They just like something just happens. I think Thiago was like that. It was just like, oh, yeah. he's here now. Fabinho okay, cool. was the day after the loss to Madrid in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, yeah, guy, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, exciting times. Exciting times. Even though mm-hmm. you're, you know, you, you still got to focus on now. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get relegated or anything, so. No. Does it matter if you finish sixth <laughs> no. this season? <laughs> if no. you've got unlimited money, <laughs> Bellingham. If you just want to sign this NDA, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> basically, I think that's he would have probably had to if 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 that's the case. Mm. Um, but obviously, going from one, you like this link one of one German manager to another in the Premier League that's just been sacked is Ralph Hasenhutl. From I liked it if he wasn't Austrian. <laughs> One second. I'm sure they call him the Alpine Clock, don't they? Oh. Sure, <laughs> There's our intro link. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even have any. He's uh, he did he played. Oh, he, he, Oh god, right. There's not even a link. He played for Bayern Munich at two as well. He wasn't even like uh... god. Yeah, there's casual racism there. That's absolutely fine. Uh <laughs> we're keeping it in. It's absolutely fine. But Hasan Hootel has been sacked, obviously, by Southampton. In the most bizarre timing, or the the only thing I can think of is because the World Cup's coming up soon, and obviously Nathan Jones, who is going to be the new manager has got time to embed his thoughts in the team. But I was looking at his stats before. He's he's finished... A little bit of a quiz here. Who did he who, who did he take over? Who, Nathan Jones? No, Ralph Hasenhutl. Oh, who did he take over at Southampton? Uh, was it Claude Puel? No, it was Mark Hughes. What? <laughs> I didn't even know that. It was <laughs> So it was from December 2018 to... Well, this month essentially 173 games, 59 wins, 41 draws, 73 losses, 34% ratio, not great. Three wins, three draws, and eight losses, I think, this season. They finished 16th, 11th, 15th, and 15th, and they're currently in the bottom three, which isn't great. And in that mo, in that time, they lost 9 0 twice. Yeah. I, I don't know how they survived the second 9 0. But I think they've actually been okay this season. I think they've actually been better this season than they've been in the last couple of seasons. They just don't have a striker, and I think that's the issue. It's like Gerard under Villa. I think that they just didn't have any... They weren't ruthless up front. They weren't clinical. They didn't have any yeah. clinical strikers. They've got Shea Adams and uh, Adam Armstrong and a couple of others that just haven't performed that well up front. They've still got Theo Walcott, for God's sake. I mean, in the game against Newcastle, they had a 1.7 XG to it, 0. 8 6 of Newcastle's. It was 4 1. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> 16 shots, know, think... 5 on target. Newcastle had 4 shots on target in the game. Scored all of them. 
I think the thing with with Ralph Hasenhut is, um, I just always got the the um, the vibe that you, you sort of knew and you expected what was coming with Southampton when you played against them, and always a bit tough to beat. And there's sometimes where they would really put up a fight, but the majority of the times, predictable. Nah, and yeah, very predictable. And I think what does it for me with him regarding his his legacy at Southampton is the managers before that did so well, you know, with Pochettino oh. and. Getting these yeah. good, good um, league position finishes in the table, and for him now it seems like what he's settled for is a different ball game to what they were trying to do with the club. Albeit they were a selling club at the time, you know we took most of them, but um, <laughs> it was yeah. um, it was a club that seemed to be finding these players and getting them through regardless, and they, they keep producing them. And I think that production line seems to have stopped a little bit, and the players are a little bit. Standing, I just look at the team and the squad, and I think, you know, for Nathan Jones now, he's got to look at these new young players that have come in in the summer and really focus on bringing them through because the squad itself it doesn't look like a Premier League squad to me. Uh, no. Sadly to say, they're a good club, Southampton. They've got you know history in the league, and um, I wouldn't want to see a team like that go down. But I look at the squad, I think it's got to. It, it has to for me. I can't really see past them not. Stay I think enough. the be- I think they're better than what they're suggesting right now because they brought mm-hmm. in they brought in a lot of young players like Livermento last season, Lavia and Bella Kotchap, I think his name is um, three unbelievable Salis- Salisu as well at the back. They- they've Roman Perod, so many players that I'm struggling to pronounce, but ultimately good potential. But right now that's not what they need. They need players who are experienced that have. An understanding in the Premier League, they can't just develop as they go along because that ultimately you'll get relegated because they're too naive to be in the, the Premier League. But I think, like you say, there's just not been a development under Hasenhutl. It's just gone backwards. There's not been much growth in terms of how they play. And mainly they play a 4 2 2 2, five at the back if they're really desperate. And there's, it's so predictable. And this is probably what has contributed to the lack of goals 12 in 14 this season. And only forty-four percent possession overall this season as well. So they're not even controlling the game. To to you know back that point, they, they, they've got this low block with no possession of the ball, and then and then they can't catch people on the counter because they're not scoring as well. It's very odd way of playing, and ultimately I think that's what the Southampton board had. Uh, well, that's the, probably the reason why he's been sacked after two nine-nil losses. Yeah, well, I think if he lost nine-nil last week, last weekend, he would have survived because he seems to be yeah. all right with that one. To be all right with that, I'd like to ask you, Dom. Um, moving on from Ralph Hasenhutl, um, looking at what probably is to be the new man he's playing tonight. Yeah, well, he's managing Luton tonight in what's going to be his last game. Uh, Nathan yes. Jones, uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with him. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about him uh, in terms of what? Southampton fans could expect? Um, well, he's done wonders at, L- at Luton with such a small budget. I think they've got a League One budget at best. They, he was there from League... I want to say League One, but near the bottom of it. And he's brought them up to basically a playoff championship team mm-hmm. with such a tiny budget. I think there's only Rotherham that's lower in the league. He's a bit of a bell end, which is good. Bit of a shit alzery, uh, you know, for, for for the fans. It didn't really work out at Stoke, but nothing does at Stoke at the minute. They seem to be yeah. a very toxic team. Alex Neal's not doing a great job there, but it, it's very much it, it's the same sort of formation with a, like a three four one two, which is sort of similar to a four two 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 in terms of setup. But 
the the way that Nathan Jones is a lot more direct, a lot more vertical counterattacks rather than the the sort of low block style that Hassan Hootel has. Maybe that's because he's in the championship, it's a little bit easier. It's not as great in terms of football. So counterattacking football works better because you have less of the ball essentially. Only forty four point two percent possession last season, but they did make it to the semi final of, of the did they make it to the semi final of the playoffs. I think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think they, they lost they lost ultimately, but I mean it it he deserves his chance. I know he had it at Stoke, but I think this is a proper chance, isn't it? I think that with a young squad, a month to work with him as well. I think that this could it could be a a, 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 a I always get this wrong. A made a match made in heaven. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to say a made match in heaven. It's like yeah. oh, that doesn't work. But it's always it's always good to oh, he's Welsh, isn't he? I was going to say he's always good to see an Englishman. <laughs> Can't get that wrong. Loving your nationalities, <laughs> It's a good thing that wasn't on the quiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but ultimately, it's it's a risk because it's not one of these you know usual Sam Allardyce types. It's it's a young manager. I think he's in his forties now, but yeah, I think he does deserve it. And mm, that's all. That's probably the last time we'll speak about Southampton this season. <laughs> yeah, I think I hope so. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think Sean Dykes was unlucky, or do you think he might have been contacted and maybe was? I don't think he was. Con- I don't like think that. he was contacted. You know, I no. think I think I think they prefer a different style of football but like Dash has said he worked with the tools that he had at Burnley didn't have many in much in terms of tools because he didn't have much money um yeah. I think he wants more than Southampton to be honest with you I think I he's think waiting so, for that so. Leicester I do yeah that which seems to be drifting away now but I don't know I think he'd do wonders with a squad like that I watched his um his masterclass. I don't want to talk about Sean Dykes too much, but I could talk about him all night. But um, I watched his masterclass. Uh, his masterclass. It was brilliant. Uh, how to beat the big teams and really fascinating because I didn't. I didn't really see him as that type of manager at the start, and now I'm. I'm so shocked he's not in a job yet. But I, I imagine a lot of it's by choice. But uh, yeah, Nathan but... Jones to Southampton. Yeah, it did the, the Sean Dykes thing. Just to finally summarize this thing, I think. It feels like the Eddie Howe thing where he's just gone away a little bit. Now he's back in media. I think that, yeah, ultimately, because Eddie Howe, just before the Newcastle job was going on, he was, MNF, he was, he was, a, he was a pundit for a little bit. But, yeah, I think I think this season we'll definitely see him. Oh, the table's here. There it is. Lovely. Not, lovely. What, <laughs> do, what, do you, what do you think about that, then? Do you think, who do you think? Forrester is... down. Forrester down. down. Yeah. yeah. Wolves aren't looking great. Are then Wolves on, are Wolves on the same point as the... They've got a new manager, haven't they? Wolves, yeah. and I don't know much about him to be honest. No, with you. Yeah, I think he. I'm not sure he's used to managing teams that are there with that. <laughs> well, he's not pro- <laughs> so, used to Portuguese players. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's a strange but, uh, one this season, isn't it? Obviously, we talked about Qatar briefly, didn't we? Before about the World Cup, and obviously the the Gary Neville. Essentially, we want to just oh. briefly talk about Gary Neville. He might pop up again soon on this podcast in a certain Who segment. <laughs> <laughs> Looking likely, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, he made himself, and he's made himself look like a complete tit, hasn't he? Um, again? I'll, I'll, I'll let you ramble on in, in, in a sec, because I know you know more about it, but also, this is what I think. You think you can't be spewing out these things about the government and the Qatar World Cup and the, the sort of the amount of deaths and all that. 
and then sign up to the Qatar World Cup six months later. You can't preach and then join. It's, it's, it's fine if he didn't say the stuff he said before. I think he's looking like a hypocrite and he's got pie in his face, hasn't he? From the have I was it have I got news for you? Is that yeah? yeah. And it actually goes even deeper than that, to be honest, Don, because it's not even going to Qatar to work on the World Cup because pretty much all of them are doing that. It's the fact that he's going with being sports that really, really oh, makes right. this worse than what it is. I don't think he'd have got as much flat, to be honest, if he went with one of the English broadcasters. Uh, a lot of people are going over. Michael Richards just published how he was going over and the team looks full of people that you'd expect. Um, yeah. And no Gary Neville. And that is the the big one that everybody's really wound up by because it, there's one thing the likes of Martin Keown and so on going with the likes of the BBC. They're being yeah. paid by the BBC to cover a football yeah. game. You have know? to go, don't you? Yeah, you yeah, have to go. Exactly. But if you're going with a company that's you know morally correct, well, other than in the eighties, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one of those things. I think the the main thing for Gary Neville for me is is the. Um, the champagne socialism of it, it, it winds me up so much. And I, I think one of the main reasons I'm an avid talk sport listener is because they all hate him and they love <laughs> to talk about him in a negative way. And I, I think I, I love that and I could listen to that all day. Um, he likes to think that everybody's listening and he's on this soapbox screaming these things as though people like us, people around us aren't going through them in a lot harder state than he is. I'd really love to know who he votes for. I'd love to know who he Do actually you know votes for. Well, I'd, everything about him screams otherwise, and that's oh, really? the biggest thing for me. And I think the worst one, the, probably the worst one, is when he talks about the Saudis with Newcastle, uh, when he talks about the European Super League. Mm. You go and have a Google search of Peter Lim and what he's doing at Salford yeah. with Peter Lim. He's just left it now, probably to save a bit of face. Um, you go and have a Google at what he's doing over there and then we'll talk about you talking <laughs> about these teams and what they're doing. Um, then you go on for another bit, another bag of money just before the World Cup as though your big check from being sports wasn't enough. You go and have I got news for you and be the <laughs> guest host on there and guess who you're greeted with? Fucking comedians that think you're a muppet, right? <laughs> I, I've never seen someone like scream for a payday more in my life. Why on earth, days, mere days after you've been signed up, publicly criticised by every news outlet in the world because you're always yeah. on there telling everyone how they should be able who they should vote for, and now you're going over there with being sports, not with BBC, not with Sky, not with anybody other than the actual network over there with your Richard Keys and people like that, it, and. He goes on, have I got news for you? Have you, You've you watched it before, I've watched it before. It's, it's a good program, yeah. but what they do like to do is speak their mind with a bit of humour on current affairs and current topics. Yeah. And having yeah. Gary Neville sat in front of you as a comedian, honestly, it must be the easiest thing. <laughs> it was an easier payday for them than him because he had to sit through it. And the, oh, yeah. I think that's the thing with it all. Is that after watching it, you've got to watch it. Anybody listening to this, you've got to watch it. It is yeah. spine cringingly awful, horrible television in the best way. He gets ripped to shreds by Ian Hislop. He gets ripped to shreds by 
Richard Madeley, <laughs> which is a different thing entirely. That's mental. Yeah. Alan uh, Partridge has ripped you. Like... <laughs> I don't want to go um, too deeply into it because I think I've said enough now because I, I hate yeah. talking about him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just always nice to see a person like that who one of the biggest hypocrites, paid hypocrites in modern TV culture is sort of being shown, up, shown for what he is now. Uh, which is brilliant, and long may it continue. Um, and hopefully, he gets nothing what he wants from Qatar when he's saying his silly speeches about that he won't really do. He'll say some meaningless things for five minutes on commentary. That'll be it. Yeah. And then he'll focus on football, come home, and everyone will forget about it. And he'll be on Monday night football and all the games on the weekend as though nothing happened. Um, so, yeah, I think he might just feature again in this program. I reckon he got on there. I reckon his agent told him, you know, you, you can back yourself. You're good at talking and I think they'll listen to you. And I think whoever's, whoever his agent is, whoever his manager is, needs to be sacked. Cause I think they're not his agent just, anymore. <laughs> he just got fed to the wolves like, at, at that point. I don't, I don't understand why, other than the money. And I don't think it would be that much money because the BBC, I don't think they'll pay mm. that much, not compared to BN. I think it was more of a case of, I can back myself here and he, Got a huge pie to the face from me and his love from Paul Merton. Not Paul Merton, what's it called? Paul Merton, Richard isn't it? And yeah, Paul Merton was there, yeah. Yeah, but there is a two minute 30 video. We were going to play it on here, but I don't know if YouTube will allow it. Yeah. On YouTube, just type it's in Gary Neville, have I got you news for you? It is awkward, so have a, have a, have a bev with it to calm yourself down. <laughs> I think that's what I did at the time. Yeah. But we go from Qatar World Cup and all that, all that misery and despair and you know to uh, the good bit to link, how do i link it <laughs> um Sorry. yeah to, to random footballer of the week so last yes. week obviously we i think i think there was seven there was a, there was a few votes on it it was herman harrison versus uh oh, liam ridgewell yes last week and obviously, Carl, you won that one. Herman Horizon. Great uh, to see him. He suits that board, doesn't he? He looks good up there. It's a good. Uh, eventually, I'll, I'll start making the actual uh, like formation. So we've yeah. got Shaka's lop in net. Horizon at the back with Chimbonda at the minute. Uh, JJ Kocha, Juan Pablo, and Amir Zaki. That feels like a long time ago, that one, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. We're zoomed in on our faces. Good timing, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. You can go first as well. Random footballer of the week. Charlie Adam. Maynard Figueroa. Random footballer of the week. Do you know I'm I said, certain his son plays for Liverpool now? Does he? Yeah. All right. I, I just remember that 45-yard goal that he scored. He just booted it from the halfway line against Stoke. Yeah. Proper Brexit football. Yeah, it's a you couple know, of worldy goals in that one as well. It's a battle of the world, yeah. isn't it? Charlie Adam. I... I, I at one point, I will put a Rovers player in, but it doesn't feel random because it 
it's like you putting a love well, I suppose Charlie yeah. put different yeah, you remember Blackpool Charlie Adam, I'll put yeah, him in there. Yeah, that's gotta be the Blackpool kit, yeah. Has yeah, definitely definitely, definitely. Um Gammon Thoughts is here as well. Oh what still? We've got a nearly have a heart attack then. <laughs> <laughs> Every week I'm gonna do it. Oh god, it's never going away. <laughs> it won't go away because I will not let it <laughs> This was the crux of the the, the podcast. <laughs> mm. This is why it started. There has been a few Gavin thoughts though. If you just watch Talk Sport, yes, um, they're everywhere. Obviously, last week. Oh, and obviously, we will put these on Twitter. I keep forgetting that part. Um, yeah, we'll put them on Twitter on Friday around midday to three o'clock ish. Um, if you want to go over and give us a little vote. That's absolutely fine. Cal's won the last eight, I think. <laughs> so I, I don't needed like to, though. <laughs> got a few early you doors. started the squad, and now I'm getting a few in the middle. And yeah, I think you might get yeah. this one. Got a, since I the Shaka his since oh. the Shaka his lot one. Yeah, you, I've been might. pretty. Um, I've been pretty good at guessing who's going to win it, and I think you might have this one. Jackin. Oh, I'm not sure. Charlie, I, no, I think I've gone a bit too weird. Ah, uh, oh well. Um. But obviously, next on next on the podcast is again another Cal victory because nonsense Hall of Fame. We've actually got a thing. I always forget that we have this. I like that one as well. I like the little telly as well. Yeah, I don't know why there's a te- TV. To be yeah. honest with you, <laughs> just because. Um, obviously, last week we had Ronaldo versus Paul Pogba. <laughs> I thought I was a shoe in for Ronaldo winning that, to be honest with you, because it's yeah. just Ronaldo. It's I just thought cool. that he would get enough clicks. I was like, all right, okay, cool, Ronaldo. And he was. <laughs> Why do we put Paul Bogber in? Uh, he just. <laughs> I did it as sort of a karma thing. Um, he just got injured and reeled out of the World Cup. I was oh, like, that was. Now that, everything's yeah. going bad for you because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> Silly Paulie. But obviously, look at that. Look at that wall. Beautiful. He's he's probably the best looking one there, isn't he? In fairness, they can run he's a train a... on Listras. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's made, he's he's glammed it up a bit anyway. That's what he has done. Yeah, he's but he is injured, so he can't walk. What was he injured with? Like a hamstring or something? Oh, something God, I, don't, I don't know. I just saw that he was ruled out and didn't click. <laughs> 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 well, Cal, do you want to start with your talk nonsense Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think we know who it is. <laughs> yeah, and I think we should have probably linked it with the last piece because fine. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Gary Neville. Uh, it's Gary it's... Neville. Um, Why, after Cal? That, <laughs> after that performance uh, the other day on on Have we'll I Got it. News for You, we'll link um, it back to the half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, just go and watch that before. Watch that little rant, and then you can maybe put it as a little flashback scene now. <laughs> Me rant. I don't really want to edit. <laughs> but um, that's it. that's it. Just everything I said before. Just an absolute unbearable muppet of the highest order. <laughs> Um, but I'm actually hoping you win this week because I don't want to look at him on our lovely board. Um, so I'm well, you we'll either uh, you'll either Gary Neville will win, or we're going to get banned off Twitter because we're going to put him on a poll with the person who I'm going to choose now, and it is obviously Elon Musk. I think Ooh. that he is. Uh, just do you, do you know? Do you know how much he bought Twitter for? Is it forty-four billion dollars? Forty-four billion dollars, and and a week after he bought it, it was worth twenty billion. Like he's lost half of his money already. 
he walked into Twitter HQ with a sink. Right. The most dad joke you could go with. I, I, the man's insane. I, he's just, he, and he's going off this sort of theory of you can't have. Um, there's there's freedom of speech, and he's let Kanye back, Kanye West back on, even though he's an anti-Semite now, which is wonderful. Um, he's, but he's been blocking people who are making fun of him, essentially. So maybe our yeah. <laughs> nonsense so podcast something. didn't someone just put his name as their name on Twitter, and that was yeah, it. that was enough. And he got and he got banned for a week. So you know, there's the freedom of speech, unless it's about Elon Musk. He 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 told the Twitter staff that they won't get sacked, and then. A day later, sacked seventy-five percent of the staff. Uh, <laughs> Twitter is a cesspool, anyway. Yeah. And well, when we talked about it with Pete Boc, uh, friend of the pod, uh, <laughs> friend of the pod, he had to leave Twitter just because of the abuse he's getting, and now it's going to get even worse. So, hey, quick one. He's back on Twitter. Is he? He, he, didn't back on give, he didn't give me his tweet, his Twitter app, which I like really because maybe he's just looking to see what's actually snowballing for his career here. Because he's he's gone full circle now, Pete. Um, he's everywhere, and everyone started saying he's just inevitable. You can't deny him. Like everyone likes it now. There's no, <laughs> there's no like anyone who tries to hate now gets about four people just slamming them straight away. Really? Don't talk about him like that. So yeah, he's oh, nice. really what? Secret. Oh, is it secret? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my well, I don't know it, so we can't publicize no, it on here, so it's absolutely fine. But yeah, my my pick my pick is Elon Musk. Gary Neville versus Elon Musk is an odd duo. God, I feel like imagine it would... if he was a fly on the wall and that you bounce your head off every window until you possibly couldn't <laughs> see him. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me leave. Like God. But again, that might be guys... the worst one. It's the most like just turgid one. Yeah, the be- probably the best in terms of nonsense, but the worst yeah. in terms of imagine being there. Who's who's most likely to get on that wall? Who's the least likely? Who's like the 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 sort of the one that's like the smallest painting essentially? Because I just put Liz Trust and Harry Maguire there because I didn't have enough time to. Harry Maguire is fine, isn't he? He's a nice fellow. It's just should be there. Um, the the big. The big sticks are the ones around the corners, you know, with Tyson, yeah. Mark Lawrence, and Steve Bruce. I think this next one, as annoying as it is, I think they're centerpiece. Oh, definitely, yeah, whoever it's going to be. But if you guys again, we'll put it out uh, on the Friday. If you want to go and vote for that, then please do. Appreciate all the sort of votes we're getting. As well, we we can't beat the Shaka Hislop one because that was about yeah. seven hundred, eight hundred fucking votes. Like. I, I still don't understand how someone found that, to be honest with you. Yeah. But obviously, just before we end on the quiz, we're going to um, do just this little segment, which is top five. I haven't got a graphic for it. Do apologize. I'm uh, just going to go on to do you know this person? Is John or. No, it's... That's uh, just is that. Oh, okay. He's got a free little, little, little free plug there. <laughs> the, a couple of weeks ago, Burtonwood Club tweeted us their top five but they just made it beers so i was like oh, okay <laughs> we're gonna do beers then they said do that yeah madri moretti guinness blue moon and beaver town i i don't know what beaver town is to be honest with you yeah i i have tried it and can i please put on record for everybody watching that is an awful list that's my local by the way that is a truly <laughs> awful list 
you could pick the bones of it all day. I don't really want to, but even Madri over Moretti is just mental. Um, I will. I'll pick it. Madri's okay. the most overrated beer going. Yeah. Moretti is fine, I guess. That's all yeah. right being there. Guinness is a wild card. I like it. Uh, Blue Moon is... Uh, is that the orange one? Yeah, it's all right. Orange... It's a bit much, but it's all right. Quite ailey, isn't it? It's like an, a gateway yeah. to the IPA. But, Kyle, what is... I guess what is your top five? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't actually brought mine down to be honest. Oh, uh, no, this will be off the cuff as well. Um, I, I've got to go off usage, I think. What do I drink the most? And that's got to be what it is because that, that pretty much is it, isn't it? And yeah, um, so Moretti, number one for me. Uh, then I'll go with a Guinness, then I will go for a San Miguel. Okay. Um, then a Carlsberg in at four. Carlsberg Pilsner. And number five to finish off. Probably will have to go Blue Moon. And that'll be my top five. Have you ever had a Jubal? Jubal? No, I haven't. I'll get it up now. It's such a it's like a it, it's a it's a blue moon esque type. It looks like this. Oh um, uh, I think I might have seen Seen it? I've never tried it. It's really—it's like peach and. Ooh. Okay, I don't know why I'm on this website. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's like a peach flavored beer. It's unbelievable. I've got to so try it. So if it is, if at any point I see that, so I, I might do I put that first? No, I can't put it first because I don't have it a lot. It's in the top five. Um, I'll just quickly wrote them down. Um, Peroni's top. We'll go with Peroni. Moretti second, Budweiser third, Jubal fourth, and I don't know what's fifth. Why what is fifth? San Miguel wasn't a bad show. Heineken's bad. Mm. Heineken's overrated, you know. I don't like Heineken at all. It has that weird taste to it. Amstel's fine. Yeah. Is the, this is draft, by the way, isn't it? Because if it was bottles, if it was all sorts, and Budweiser would be my number one bottles. Yeah, yeah. But do you know how to draft a It's alright. I, I just find it weird because I'm so used to out of the bottle. That's all yeah, I it's a bit more gassy, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's all I drink while in the football at my dad's or at home or anything. So, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I said Madrid's the most overrated. I wouldn't put it. I'll put it fifth. It's fine for a session. Yeah. It's fine for a session. But there we go. There's our top five. But obviously next up is... Charlie and the quiz. So this is <laughs> this is it for me, me and Cal in this little segment. Um, this is really weird because usually I'm outroing right now. <laughs> yeah, this is, should be a goodbye, but it's it's a see you in a set. <laughs> it's a player. Switch over. So, <laughs> and go. And here we are at the quiz section of the podcast. Sorry, guys, for the uh, quick introduction there. We've just gone from our our main pod to the quiz, and as we we are uh, nice and uh, jo- nicely joined by the quiz master himself. He's called himself the uh, quiz master right there. Yeah, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd change it up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the scores on the doors are currently Cal 4, Dom 3. Um, okay. Just about got away with it with the American questions, I think. I think that's what it was last week. I've, it's been, yeah. I've lost a lot of brain cells since then, to be honest with you. So um, Cal's up 4-3. Cal's up 4-3. There we go. I'll get that. Yeah. That's fine. Um so I think we should just jump straight into it. Um, Cal, yeah. who, who usually goes first in these? Um, oh, I think because I was winning, I went first last time. If you want to do that again, I don't mind. It's either way, whatever. 
Well, we do have, as I say, we do have uh, two sets of questions and I'll try and make sure that if you choose set one, you do get question one. Or if you choose set two, you get question two. So uh, just as a quick overview, guys, same as always, I'm going to try and keep the format relatively similar. Uh, it's going to be a history question each, then a question on this week's Premier League um, weekend has just gone past. I think that's game week 15, I think it is. Or I said that on my fantasy football, so I'm going to take that. And then we've okay. got our... Uh, our flagship one, well, I'm going to sort of start patenting, even though it's been used before, the bluff game where you have to try and outbid each other in naming as many, uh, well, certain things as possible and try and see if you can outdo each other. So, yeah, um, there's set A and set B. So, whichever one of you, I think it's you, Dom, do you want to choose questions one or question two? I'll choose uh, choose one. That used to be in top. So, <laughs> go with that. All right, then. Well, uh, it- this week, boys... Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of World Cup themed. I mean, it's only really a couple of questions, but uh, the couple of questions and the uh, the bluff question at the end is World Cup themed. So uh, we'll try and keep okay. it in spirit here. So, uh, Dom, you've chosen question, set question one. So the first question for you, Dom, is this. Which team in the World Cup, I was just saying, make sure I say, in World Cup history, which team played 559 consecutive minutes without conceding a goal? across the 2006 and the 2010 World Cup. Now, you do get multiple choice, because I know that does sound a bit crazy, but uh, I'll repeat the question and I'll give you the uh, choices. So, which team played 559 consecutive without conceding a goal across the 2006 and 2010 World Cup? Was it Germany, Italy or Switzerland? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like that. I'll just start it in. Um, so I think Switzerland's a bit of a, a, a why, is, why is Switzerland in there? What did they do in 2010? Germany. What was it again? Germany. Who, who was the middle one? So it's uh, Germany, Italy, or Switzerland. Okay, so Italy won 2006, but then they got knocked out in the groups in 2010. Germany lost in the semi-final in 2006, from what I remember. Um, I'll say Italy. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm afraid, Dom, that's incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Am I right or am I wrong? Is it a bit trick question? Is it Switzerland? Um, Well... Why would you think that? No, only, I know, I'm not going to get a point for it, but I'm sure, did they not go... <laughs> I'm all, curious to know why, though, yeah. Didn't they go in the first one? Did they not get out of the groups, but didn't win or lose or something? I'm sure there was a story about a team like this, and then in 2010, didn't they go out on penalties or something? Oh, uh, right. Uh, you glitched out a little bit there, Cal. I didn't quite hear what you said. That might be my Wi-Fi apology. What did you say? Um, did they... Wasn't there something in the group stage where they didn't win or lose a game or something and went... Uh, got eliminated and then uh, went out on penalties in 2010. I might be completely wrong. You're not far off, but basically, if you imagine 559 minutes in essentially six games, they didn't lose. And it's kind of a red herring because they weren't in the World Cup before it. And the previous one was 1994. Oh. And I know there's a little bit of a red herring there, but it's a cool little question. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, they basically, yeah, they went six games without without really conceding, but they didn't win either. So it, there was a lot mm. of nil-nils and get knocked out of the group. So yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. Dom. Yeah, I think, right. they beat, I think they beat Spain in that group stage as well, 1-0. From what I remember, 
Oh, okay, that's yeah, that's too bad. That was the time when New Zealand were the only ones not to lose a game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm it. It. There's been a few teams in, around that where yeah. they've just not had a I'm trying to sell not done anything at all. Really, and continuing on three points. Now it's up to you, Cal. To <laughs> right, Cal. Yes. Which team is the only team to play in every single World Cup since 1930? It's inaugural year. France. Brazil or Argentina? Brazil. Final answer? Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> the kings of that tournament, aren't they? they? They'd call it off if they didn't turn up, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. Say. I don't think they've even been close to not getting there. Mm. Well, it's in, you say that, it's really strange. I have only noticed recently uh, how strange it is and how tight it is over there with the South American teams. And obviously, yeah. it's bigger and stuff, but I didn't realise how little teams actually got through in the end. But, yeah, I think they'll always be one of them. <laughs> it's 5 three Right now. then, boys. Unfortunately, it's 5-3. Is my wife okay, by the way? Unfortunately. What's unfortunate? Unfortunate for you. <laughs> <laughs> I meant unfortunately for uh, anyone participating uh, on the pod, they, uh, it seems to be a cow running away with it again. Okay. How many fucking. This next section is uh, this last week Premier League. So we're looking at basically, I think they only played over Saturday and Sunday anyway, but if it was a full, you know, up until what would be the Monday night, but it's only Sunday, which is good. So, uh, um, your question is this. You better have been watching Match of the Day, as I say. So, uh, Not at all. Uh, it's a couple parter, because I think that this could be where you can maybe claw it back or Cal could go even further ahead. Because it's a kind of a two-parter. You get a point to get the correct answer. You can also get a point if you can name the specifics. Okay. So, Dom, how many red cards were given in this past weekend of Premier League games? Uh... And if you can guess the answer, could you guess, if there was any, could you guess who they were given to? Yeah, well, there was definitely a red card. I'll just continue. Right, so Cancelo's got one. Cancelo. Did someone have Brentford? Oh, no, okay. No, I think there was... I think... I think there was two... Okay, I'll give you a point for two, yeah. It was Cancelo and Semedo. He's clawed a couple back, you're correct. Yes, two, <laughs> Cancelo and Semedo. Nice one. Yeah. All right, All right so that gives Dom a five over. <laughs> we go. That is mental, by the way. How's he getting level off one? <laughs> two points well, Cal, you could Well, Cal, you could pull forward again by two points. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get it right, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, right, go on, go on then. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes. Part one of the question is how many games finished 2 1? And if you can name the games, you get an extra point. 2 1. Oh, well, I know, I know one of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2 1. At least one, isn't it? Spurs. That'd be a lot of that. City 1. City 1 2 1. Oh, 
Stop. Don't wait. Is there one more? I'm on three. Three is correct. How, what games were they? Uh, City beat Fulham in the last minute. We obviously beat you, and Palace came. Oh, who did he? Palace beat West Ham in the last minute, didn't they? That's correct. Is that right? That's correct. That is correct. It would have been the last one. Be, oh, Palace actually beat Brighton too. Well, yeah. No, this I'm is what happens good. when we don't have a drink. We actually know football. <laughs> <laughs> we get to this stage of the day. I'm like, I don't even know how to spell my name, mate. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. Right, boys. Uh, you, you've done me a huge favour here, guys, because you, uh, as I say, I've sort of sprung your last minute. I've got a dart off for my gig. So you've done, you guys have done me a massive favour. So we'll quickly move, but this one might take a while, as I say. This is the bidding war, and um, and the bidding war is this, World Cup related, okay? And we'll try and keep it relatively easy-ish, I suppose. On the 14th of July, 2018, was the last time England played in the World Cup. They played against Belgium in a third-place playoff. How many of the 22 players who started that game do you boys reckon you can name? Started oh the game, starting oh. lineup. Stop. Not in the squad. They have to be in on the start place, level. Third but what I'll play. do, what I'll do is I'll give you both five. If you get a, if you name a player that was on the bench, I'll give that as a pass. But you only get right. three you only get three that are wrong. So if you say a player that's on the bench, I'll say I'll give you one pass for that. But if you get a player that's completely out of the squad, then that's a point of like you get one less, one less basically three. So Oh, do I even know any? I'm trying to think of the actual team. That's so long my, ago. My actual issue with it isn't the squad for the tournament. It's the fact that it was a third-place playoff. And yeah. Is that was it irrelevant? Yeah. I don't even remember what score it was. I don't know. <laughs> we got beat, didn't we? Was it 2-0, two, 2-1? Yeah. Two two uh, I, 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 I can give you a bit of a hint. So, yes, Belgium won 2-0. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to start then? The, the... <laughs> How many do you reckon of the 22 you can name? Well, it sounds like it might be a... You guys could start quite low. Oh. Four. Of the 22... You can get four, Cal. Oh, wait. The name of the 11, name four. of the 22. Oh, four. Who's got one? From the Belgian squad too? Yeah, so of the 22 oh, players that played oh. that game... Oh, how that many still doesn't do... help. But... No, I know. But how many do you guys reckon you could name? You've got to um, on, surely four. On that, I reckon, about, I reckon about nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. Christ. Nine. And not in German as well. Eleven. Oh, obviously, you can have. You keep thinking because you obviously keep thinking about the players you might know. Do you not think you can get more than nine, Dom? Uh, Eleven. Oh. I don't think in now. All right, I'm calling that bluff. Is oh. it now? PG. Shit. Does Cal get the point if I get it wrong? So yeah, no, if you can't so you said eleven. <laughs> so if you can't name eleven, as I say, I'm gonna there is a few passes here because I'll let you off for players that are in the squad, but you have to get the starting eleven, but I'll give you five chances if the five of them are on the bench. So Yeah, Cal's getting a point here. <laughs> right. I wanna have, I actually wanna have a go at it though, actually, because do you want to name 12? <laughs> no, I've called you now, but I'm going to try and do it in my head now. Okay. Can I remember so, the... Dom, um, i tell you what. Uh, I'll be generous. Um, no, you don't have to be. It's fine. It's my uh, fault. I'll give, I'd say I might be able to give you 
I can't even two remember minutes. the team. Two minutes. So. Two minutes. Two minutes. That's, I'm fine with two minutes. Right. Um, let's wait 15 seconds for this to go on to a certain time. So you have two minutes starting. Well, as I say, you've got like two minutes. Oh, yeah, starting from three, two, one, now. Right. So the issue is, is the rotation. I think that's the main issue I think we've got here. It's obviously not going to be the first team in it. Or did he keep with it? I think it was stupid to do that. So... Who was in goal? Pickford was in goal. Was it Was it him? I don't even know a second keeper. Um, Pickford. Yeah, one. Right. Who <laughs> <laughs> is the Courtois? Yeah. Two. Right. Two. Ten, Eleven, nine to go. Can't even count. Uh, ha uh, Hazard. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Oh, uh, actually, yeah, to be fair, okay, which Hazard? Uh, Eden. Yeah, okay, fair. I've given him one there. <laughs> yeah, I've seen where you have. <laughs> you're on three, and you've got, a minute, you've got three and a minute left. Oh, oh. shit, okay. Um, I'll say Batshuayi. No, he was on the bench. Oh, no, shit. Okay. Um, Kane. Yeah. Um, Yanazai. On the bench. He scored oh, in the other game. He scored in the actual one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Henderson. Bench. Wow. So is that it for that's it for goals then? Um, so you got two more. You got two more. You yeah, because you got two second. bench players, didn't you? Oh, um, Maguire. Yep. Yeah. Who else is centre back? I can't remember. I probably run out of time here. Um, I'll just start throwing out names. Um, Walker. No bench, I'm afraid. Trippier. Yeah. <laughs> um. Deli Alley. Bench, I'm afraid that's time. That's I, it. Oh. <laughs> that was that was the main issue, wasn't oh, it? I really want to have a go. Um, go on, Cal. Did Divock right. not start that game? Uh, he wasn't even on the bench. Was he not? <laughs> sure he went to that one. That's all right What's then. <laughs> Lukaku there. So hang on, let's just let's just sum up quickly before we do that. So it's eight five to Cal. Oh Dom, I'm trying my hardest in man. I I'm it's very right, unbiased, it's right. but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right, so absolutely buzzing. Eight five, is it, Charlie? Eight five, Cal, yes. I will take that. Right, that go. is it for the quiz this week. Charlie, thank you so much again, mate. Absolute pleasure as always. Uh, another brilliant quiz. And another brilliant finale to the podcast. And that should probably do it for this week. Uh, Charlie, anything to say, mate? Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it fair. You know, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe Cal, sadly, Cal, you might just be a little bit bloody good at these quizzes. So maybe I'll have to, <laughs> for next week, I'll have to think. Well, obviously, um, we've got one more, is it one more week of Premier League games before the World Cup? Yes. yes I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh after then, I'll, I'll have to start thinking a bit more creatively and see what kind of uh, themes we can have. But you know what? I'm having a lot of fun. So, yeah, until next time, guys, thanks for having me on. That's what it's all yeah. about. And to everybody, thank you very much for listening, watching, wherever you are, YouTube or Spotify. Remember, keep spreading the word about the pod. Helps us so much. You don't understand. Little comments, anything, please subscribe. 
and please share it to all your friends. But thank you very much for another brilliant episode, boys. Cheers, guys. See you later, See you later boys. Bit.